0: Welcome to the Vineyard Church message of the week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. Be changed, be available, be ready for what God will do. Say yes to the Holy Spirit. Well, yes let the Christmas season begin right (laughs) and all the fun and frenzy this is officially today is the start of Advent Advent is just taken from a Latin word meaning coming and this is a celebration joined by millions of Christians around the world in all kinds of denominations that's what's so much fun it's where we spend the next four weeks Uh, looking at the coming, looking back at the coming of Jesus the first time at Christmas, looking forward to the coming of Jesus again, which is really good news. You know, this isn't just all there is to life, right? Jesus is actually coming back, which is really good news. But more specifically for this series, we're looking at the reality that Jesus comes daily to fill us by his Holy Spirit. And in that filling, he actually invites us to partner with him. And we get to have the privilege of partnering and saying yes to the Holy Spirit. And that's what this message series is all about. Now, uh, in the past several weeks, about a week, and no, two weeks ago, my husband Happy and I took two of our grandsons to see the movie Harriet. How many of you have seen that movie? I highly recommend it. I have... uh, Loved the story of Harriet Tubman ever since I was I was a young girl. I read her biography, and uh, she, of course, was a tiny little five-foot, illiterate, uh, black woman slave. You know, severely oppressed. She miraculously escapes to freedom. And then subsequently turns around and leads 70 other slaves to freedom. She never loses one. And ultimately frees hundreds of slaves during the Civil War and goes on to fight for women to have the right to vote. All in her 91 years of life, just this amazing freedom fighter. But what I thought was so fascinating in the movie, the movie so powerfully depicted this truth, and I was actually shocked that a secular movie did this, but it was that... She credited the Holy Spirit, all the visions and the voices that she saw and heard. She credited God for all the miracles that she did. There's no way she could have done what she did. It was way too dangerous, too perilous. I mean, it was during the, you know, 1800s. And yet it was that relationship of partnership of saying yes to the Holy Spirit that empowered her to not just bring freedom to herself, but freedom to thousands of other people. And that's the same invitation that the Holy Spirit is giving to us. Now, I don't think most of us will be quite as heroic <laughs> uh, or historical as Harriet Tubman. But nevertheless, we are invited to partner with the Holy Spirit. And actually, that's the whole story, the biblical story, is that God invites us to partner with him. And it's particularly obvious in the Christmas story, where invitations are given to all sorts of ordinary people. And they have the opportunity to say yes. You know, whether it's Mary saying yes to, to Gabriel, or Joseph saying yes to Mary, to Mary Mary in the dream. Now, again, most of us won't have those spectacular of encounters, although I pray that for, for all of us. But nevertheless, we are being given invitations every day to say yes to the Holy Spirit. Here's just an ordinary one. This happened about a week and a half ago with uh, my husband, Happy. He was out to lunch with someone, a good friend of his. And this friend is struggling uh, financially. And, and Hap just wanted to meet with him and encourage him. And in the process, Hap said, oh man, have you seen the movie Harriet. Now, I thought I was just the one excited about Harriet. I since found out, like, Happy really liked it. You you don't always know what he likes. He's not super emotional or expressive about a lot of things. I take care of that department. And so um, he tells this man, you have got to see Harriet. Well, just as he's telling him this, he got one of those, you know, those when the Holy Spirit, you can just something pops in your mind, like you weren't thinking of this at all, but suddenly an idea comes. And this was the idea, hand over the money. Like What? He keeps listening in his mind. And the Holy Spirit was encouraging him to offer the man the money to go to the movie, but the Holy Spirit didn't stop there. He, he rarely does. He said, and also give him enough money to take his wife and that they both can enjoy dinner. You know, the money kept coming out, right? But he said yes to the Holy Spirit. And I think particularly at this holiday season when we're distracted with so many things, it's a great time to encourage all of us to be listening. How can we partner with the Holy Spirit to love them, to bring freedom to them, to bring encouragement to them? So let's pray. Father, I thank you. I'm just amazed that you want to partner with us that you give us the opportunity every day in all all of our situations, all of our relationships, to tune in to you. So come and teach us. Lord, remove the distractions. Come and just show us again how you made this possible through Jesus. And in his name we pray. Amen. Well, I have to admit that I have missed many, many of the Holy Spirit's invitation, invitations in my life. I, uh, there's lots of reasons, I mean, particularly, you know, you think, you know, there's distractions and there's busyness, and, but this one has been something that has haunted me, maybe I should say, or like kept me in bondage In in for a lot of my life, and I still struggle with it. And it is this whole idea of dualism. So uh, stick with me here. Today's message is going to be a little bit more teachy and heavy, so just giving you a warning. Get another cup of coffee if you need it. Okay, so um, dualism means I compartmentalize my life. Like, this is spiritual, you know, when I'm at church, maybe when I'm reading my Bible, when I'm praying, uh, maybe serving the poor, when I'm doing more spiritual activities. But then this part of my life is, you know, just secular. You know, I might be cooking, doing yard work, you know, uh, working, uh, caring for children, you know, running errands, shopping, going to parties, going to dinner. You know, that was kind of over here. So my life was separated. And in that process, I actually missed out on a lot of the Holy Spirit's invitations because he was involved in all of it. I mean, I actually went to such extremes in the 80s, I actually stopped even celebrating Christmas because I didn't think God could possibly be in the craziness of Christmas, right? Too commercial, too unspiritual, and I just thought I was so much more holy and, you know, spiritual than everybody else. All the while, God is like, hello, you're missing out. I'm actually there. I'm in all of the frenzy, okay? And this has been a great deliverance of mine to discover how God is always working. He's always moving. He's always doing amazing things, and he invites us to partner, even in the craziness, whether it's the craziness of Christmas or the craziness of life. So I don't know what distracts you from saying yes to the Holy Spirit's invitations. I mean, sometimes it's just that we can't hear, you know, or... Maybe you too have the, like, God's actually involved in the family fights? Yes. He, he's actually involved in the drunken office parties? Yes, you should really listen in. Really. How about the long lines at Walmart? You know, when you're just like, how did I get the trainee cashier again? You know, because there's a lot of those at Christmas. Oh my goodness, that's the very time you tune in. Oh, actually, Holy Spirit, you're actually doing something here. And what might that be? Maybe giving an encouraging word to the person next to me. Maybe, oh, I I don't like it when this happens. He's saying, I want you to pay for the person's order in front of you. Like, really? (laughs) Okay, anyway, saying yes to the Holy Spirit. We don't want to miss out. Okay, now, how is... How is it that God invites us to partner? I said, we're going to look at various people in the Christmas story who said yes to the Holy Spirit's invitation. But today I want to look at the most important person to ever have said yes to the Holy Spirit. And that is none other than Jesus Christ himself. You see, because Jesus said yes, Yes, I will leave the glories of heaven. Yes, I will come down to earth and become a human being because he said yes to that. We can say yes. Why? Because Jesus made his home on earth in order to make his home in us. Now, this is an amazing truth. Here goes my teacher hat, okay? This is an amazing truth of the Christian faith, it's a stunning truth. It's a miraculous truth. It's it's a truth that no other faith has and it's that our God became a human being and it's called the incarnation. Now, don't get stumped by that word. Carne, which is in the middle of that word, simply means meat. And the word incarnation means our God took on meat. Our God took on flesh. Our God actually became a squalling, bloody baby born in a stable put into a feeding trough, our God became a human being. That's the incarnation. Now, it's really important to understand a little bit about our God, and that is this. We have one God in three persons. This is known as the Trinity. Okay, again, let's get a little bit of teaching here because it's really important to understand how we then can continue to partner with this amazing God. One God, three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, this Trinity, they are co-equal. There's not one above the other. They don't go like in a hierarchy. No, they're co-equal. They're co-eternal. They've always been Christ the Son has always existed. The Father has always existed. The Holy Spirit has always existed. Co-eternal, co-equal of one nature and one essence. And we're going to discover that one of those had to agree to say, yes. I will step out of the glory that we have. I will step out of the eternity that we've enjoyed. And I will agree to become a human being. Okay. Got that? You're doing good. Everybody, you're paying attention. You're not falling asleep on me. Okay, so <laughs> this is good. Now, most of you are familiar, you know, with a very uh, popular Christmas text, which is found in Luke. You know how God initiated this. This is the angel's visit to Mary in Luke 1, verse 35, where the angel Gabriel says to Mary, "The Holy Spirit will come upon you." The There's the Holy Spirit. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. There's the Father. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Our triune God involved in this amazing Christmas story. Okay? God became one of us at Christmas and forever. Jesus is forever forever a human being, which is really important. Now, I want to talk just a few more minutes about this trinity because it's important to understand, uh, again, for the life that we're being invited into and the invitations we're we're being offered to give to other people. Okay, so the trinity. I don't know what your picture of God has been. You know, I grew up with a very um, angry God Serious God, religious God, stoic God. He, he was not into fun of any kind. Okay, now some of you might have a grumpy God. You know, or maybe you have more of a Santa Claus God. I, I don't know, we all have a picture of God, okay? But I want to give you a biblical picture of our three-in-one God, our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What, what you need to understand is they live in this incredible relational oneness this incredible union and that's so important because their entire nature is love their entire nature is mutual submission to one another mutual honoring of one another they have this indwelling this incredible relationship of joy and delight and pleasure it's incredible now Often, it's, it's described as they have this dance. Oh my goodness, God forbid. I was raised thinking God hated dancing, and here the picture of God is actually of a dancing God. Now stick with me, because there's a word that the early church theologians used to describe this incredible dance of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and it's called perichoruses, and it's actually uh, a word for an old Greek wedding dance. Any of you have ever seen a Greek wedding dance? Maybe you watched uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding or okay. I mean, they have an amazing time. But this perichoruses is describing the relational dance of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in that it's not just two partners, it's three, and eventually, in, in the entire scheme of things, more and more people join. But they they dance in complete harmony, oneness, rhythm, sync. They go in and out, faster, 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 faster. So eventually they appear as one. But there's so much joy and love and, and honoring and giving. And that's that's exactly what our early church fathers said is the nature of the Trinity. It is this incredible. Relational dance of perichoruses. Now, why is that important? Because we're going to be invited into that. We're going to be invited into this dance, not only for ourselves, but to share it with other people. And we need to know, and we need to share, our God is actually in a good mood. He's in a good mood. He wants us to join the dance. He wants us to include others in the dance. He wants to actually be in union with us. He actually wants to move inside of us so the dance can continue and it can be extended to other people. You're doing really good with some very, very tough biblical concepts of incarnation, our God becomes a human and perichoruses, our three-in-one God shows us the kind of relationship in life that we are being invited into. Now, what's the problem? Well, there is a problem. Let's go to John. And again, this is another familiar Christmas text. But you know, we can get so familiar with the Christmas story that we lose the like, incredible truth of what actually has happened at Christmas. So this is John 1, and it tells us here, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. That's kind of a tongue twister, which simply means this. In the beginning was the Word. That's another word for the Son, Logos, Jesus the Son. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. Oh, yeah, three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and the Word was God. Do you know many people don't believe Jesus was God? We believe Jesus is God, unequivocally. Jesus is God. And that's really important because if we've seen Jesus, we've seen the Father, okay? So he was with the father and he's always been jesus is not a, a created being you know he came to earth and was born as a baby he's not a created being again a very important theological truth let's go on all things were made through him without him was not anything made that was made oh It's referring to Jesus here, but if you read the rest of the scriptures, we know that all of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, were involved in all of creation. Do you know they love creation? They love the earth, the sky, the animals. They love people. You know, so many religions and many Christians would have you believe how angry God is and upset he is. Like, no, all things were made by him. All things and in him was life, and the life was the light of men. That's the picture. That's the beginning. That's creation. Father, Son, Holy Spirit creating the human race so we could have what they shared together. Made in his image we are, invited into that relational dance and union and harmony and love and peace. Eh, we messed up, right? Right? You know the story. Adam, Eve, sin, Satan plunged into darkness and despair and violence. I like to say it this way in the context of this message. The dance was disrupted. The dance that we had with God was disrupted. So something is going to have to be done. Because that is the heart of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that the very men and women they created could be joined with them in union in this incredible dance. So this is the plan. I mean, I don't know how it went down in the heavens, but I know this. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who'd all enjoyed eternity together, who'd all partaken of the glory of the heavens and the Godhead, Since the beginning, whatever that means, since they've always existed. They made plans for one of the Trinity to enter into creation to become what we are. Again, the incarnation. Plans for one to take on flesh, become one of us. Not just to rescue and redeem us and give us a ticket to heaven. No, to rescue, redeem us and invite us into the dance of life. To invite us into union with them. To invite us into partnership with them. To make their home, Jesus, make his home on earth so he could make his home in us. And the dance could be extended wherever we go. So Jesus says, yes, I'll go. Jesus says, yes, to this invitation. And this is how John records it for us. And the word, wow, God He came flesh. He dwelt among us. We have seen his glory. Glory as of the only son from the father. Full of grace and truth. You know God could have done it a million different ways. He's God right? He could have come as God alone. But he said oh no no. I'm going to take on flesh. I'm going to become one of them. I'm going to show them. I want to show them how to live life that there's glory in work there's glory in family there's glory in, in yard work and cooking and fishing and what there's glory in all of life I created life but then I want the son to show I want him to show there's freedom there's freedom from the captivity of sin and Satan and sickness And bondage of all kinds. And so the son comes. He takes on flesh. He's born as a baby. You know, he grows up. Again, if it was just about him dying on a cross, you know, he could have done that pretty much at any age. No, he lives life. He goes to weddings. He goes to funerals. He goes to parties. He goes to picnics. Read the Bible, right? He loves life. He loves people. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And we want to invite you into the dance. We want you. We want you back. We want you in union with us. And I'm going to make it possible. I'm even going to say yes to the cross. I'm going to say yes to take your sin. To take your sickness. To take your pain. To take your sorrow. Actually to take you to the cross. To defeat Satan. To defeat sin. To defeat death. Rise again. And give you once again this invitation To become sons and daughters of God, joined in the amazing perichoruses, our amazing dance of life. So, yeah, that's good news. You got it. Now, every human can say yes to, this is how we like to say it here, to the Trinity party. You want to go to the Trinity party? It sounds a whole lot better than, oh, I gotta go to church today. You know, not here, hopefully, but you know, I gotta read my Bible today. No, we get to go today to the Trinity party. We get to join with the dance that's happening in the heavenlies and is now happening right here on earth as we say yes to the Holy Spirit. I love how one of the early church fathers, Saint Irenaeus, said this. He said, Our blessed Lord Jesus Christ became what we are in order to bring us to be what he is in himself. This is scandalous. This is scandalous. Jesus became what we are, so we can become what he is. We can become a blessed son in union with the Father and the Spirit. We can be partakers of the divine nature. We have really good news for everybody, and there's no separation. The the gap has been taken care of. You know, that's the good news we have for wherever we go with whoever we're in conversation with or relationship with. Now, the son stepped out of eternity, Irenaeus says, into history to be the point of union, the connection between the Trinity on the one side, humanity on the other. He said yes, and he opened up the great dance to all of us. And the Father has his family once again. No, Jesus made his home on earth so he could make his home in us. Stunning. That's the good news we have to share with people. Now, not all people like that news. As a matter of fact, John tells us, you know, Jesus came to his own and his own didn't receive him. You know, he didn't look like the God they were expecting or the king they were expecting, right? Oh, no. I mean, he hung out with sinners. You know, he forgave a prostitute. He delivered people of demons. I mean, who is this God? It's the God of the perichoruses. It's the God of the joyful dance. It's the God who loves you and me, and he loves life, and he wants you to know he's paid a tremendous price for us to be part of that. And John continues... Let me just finish with this text right here. But to all who did receive him, and this would be for all of us even here today, if you haven't received him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You can receive Jesus. You can receive what he has done. You can believe in his name and become a child of God and join the dance of the Trinity now, many of you have done that, and if not, we want to welcome you to do that today. But for those of us who've been walking with God and have said yes to God, our invitation now, and not just this series, but for all of life, is we get to join with the dance every day. You know, a lot of times here when we say, well, look for what God's doing, you know, and, and, and do it, several things come up. Like we, like, oh, like I have to make something happen. You know, I got to like make sure when I'm at Walmart, I'm looking for somebody to pray for, or, you know, when I'm at my work desk, is there an opportunity to like share something from the Bible? Okay, first of all, just hold on. We don't have to create anything. The dance is going on. The dance is happening. It's it's happening right now. The problem with us is we often, again, we we separate out our life, or we think we have to create it, or we actually think we have to, like, heal somebody or deliver somebody. Or, no, 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 we join in the dance. Uh, I just, again, I was thinking about the message as my house was full of children and grandchildren the last few days. And, you know, again, you can kind of check out, right? I mean, check out from God. Okay, none of the rest of you do that. But I I do have a tendency to be like, okay, you know. But instead, you know, I was constantly asking the Holy Spirit, where, where is the dance happening right now? He goes, well, it's actually happening in a Scrabble game with your seven-year-old granddaughter. Oh, okay, I'm going to play Scrabble with Maeve. Okay, it's actually happening over there. Your older son and younger son are having a really... Tough conversation, and it's on a really touchy subject, but I'm there. The dance is there. Do you want to join it? Oh, not really, but hey, okay, okay, join in. Where was the dance happening? My other son, we did two turkeys, but he prepped one for me, put it in the oven, when I took it out, I'm like, something's wrong. Yeah, he had it turned totally upside down. But the dance was happening where? In the forgiveness, in the laughter. We said, let's just make a list of everything that went wrong this Thanksgiving holiday. And there was plenty. But it changed everything. See, he's in, he's in so much of what we do. You know, and not, again, not just at church or, you know, a, just a religious type of situation. But I was in a conversation with a, uh, a young man a couple weeks ago. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, I came into church, and I sat down, and um, another couple came. And then in the meet and greet, I discovered they were new. And so we we exchanged, you know, pleasantries, and he's like, yeah, okay, this is good. Well, then worships and everything. And then when the service is over, that couple said to him, hey, I have some questions. Like, would you like to go to lunch? And he was thinking, ugh, No. I already have my afternoon plan. You know, there's a football game on. There's, you know, and then, you know, little nudge. That's how the Holy Spirit is just a little pop in the head. And he heard this I really want to do lunch with them. Oh. And he said, Yes he said yes to that invitation that's happening a lot again Jesus made his home on earth so he could make his home in us and so that we can continue to extend the invitation wherever we go you can be alert Uh, you can actually be the recipient of these I'll tell you another quick story Uh, so last weekend I was traveling in Cincinnati Ohio and I had a team of people with me and, oh, we were running late because, you know, they're an hour ahead. And so we're like, okay, we got to get to the church. we got to get to the hotel. But everyone's hungry. So, yes, Chick-fil-A. Okay. Pull into Chick-fil-A and we go through the line. We all order. And then I'm getting out my credit card to pay and a, a woman comes up. She goes, excuse me. Excuse me, are you Diane? I'm like, uh, Yes and she said, oh, hi. She said, I'm from the Cincinnati Vineyard, and I just Googled you. She said, I thought that was you, and you, it is you. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's me, and then she said, um, I'd like to pay for your meal. I go, oh, well, thank you, but like, I have a team here. Like, there's five of us, you know, and we'd already ordered, and you know, we weren't really being all that aware that somebody else was going to pay, so you kind of order what you want, you know, anyway, and so she goes, oh, no, no, I want to pay for everybody. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying yes to the Holy Spirit's invitation to pay for our meal at (laughs) Chick-fil-A. You know, we can say yes because Jesus said yes. The incarnation lives on in us, okay? We now have the divine nature in our flesh. It's pretty amazing. God made his home on earth so he could make his home in us. One last quick story just so that you know. You know, God's so delighted when we step out and even when we make mistakes. So this happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Again, I was at a restaurant. It seems like a lot of these things happen at restaurants, but not always. And I was meeting with a friend and it was taking a long time, over an hour. And while we're meeting, I realized Uh, I've been watching this young man. He was totally disheveled, and he was just kind of humped over his computer. His face was like uh, all broken out in acne. His hair was greasy. And I was writing a whole script in my head about him, which is not a good idea, by the way. Don't do that, okay? But anyway, I noticed when we finished all of our conversation, he never had eaten any food. So I thought, well, I'm just going to go ask him could I buy a meal for you? I noticed you haven't eaten. And he looked up at me and he goes, oh no, I ate before. I go, oh, you did? Like, I, I didn't see any food here. And he said, oh no, I, I, I already cleared the table. I, yeah. I went, oh, okay. So I walked away and as I got out to the car, the Holy Spirit said to me, it's okay, Di, but you missed it. I go, I know I missed it. He goes, no, I had my eye on that guy. I wanted to love that guy. But I didn't want to buy him a meal. I wanted you to give him an encouraging word. I wanted you to look at him in the face and see him as I see him. Now, God's not mad at that. He he was actually delighted because he's such a good teacher. You see, he's delighted when we say yes to his invitations. and, And in saying yes, he actually trains us. And it's so delightful. And it's so much better to know, you know, our relationship with God isn't drudgery, folks. It's a dance it's a dance and we can join that dance and we're actually going to celebrate that dance right now with communion so take out your communion cups and if you don't have one, raise your hand and one of our ushers will bring that to you okay and we're going to celebrate today and if you need help opening it ask the Holy Spirit or your neighbor (laughs) because they are a bear to, to open, I know See, to make sure everybody has one everyone has it open okay and let's go ahead and stand and we're also joining with our family in Sullivan Sullivan we're so glad you're here joining our dance here and we're joining your dance there as we celebrate the incredible truth of the incarnation you know we have bread here this is the body this is the body that our God took on Our God took on flesh. He took on meat. He came and in that body, he lived and worked and loved and and overcame and ministered. And then that body was bruised and that body was broken for you and for me. Why? So we can enter into the dance. Let's partake of the body of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. And then he shed his blood he shed his blood why so we can enter the dance you see we were a dirty mess a sinful mess a broken mess and he said I will take that sin I will take that brokenness I will take that shame I will take it I will wipe it out so you become a clean home for me I can move in and together we can join the dance that is happening in the heavenlies. Let's celebrate the shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now we get to dance, (laughs) literally. And Sullivan, you get to head off to your worship service back there, but I hope you're all dancing along with the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's have some choruses today as we rejoice. Our God became human. He made his home on earth that he might make his home in us. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Life Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.